0: Is everybody ready? Uh-oh! Guess what day it is! Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on! I know you can hear me. It's Hump Day. Woo-hoo! Hump Day? Let's get rolling. <laughs> This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Welcome in. Happy Wednesday. Thank you very much for making us part of it. How's it going over there, Gordon? I'm feeling really, really good. Uh, Wishing Hans a happy
2: birthday. Birthdays are, you know, I mean, when you are young, it's, uh, you know, a day to celebrate. So good for him. Hope he feels special today. Can
1: we talk about the elephant in the room real quick? What's that? What's with the sunglasses? You don't like them? No, they're, they're fine. You just came into the studio wearing sunglasses. Oh, I you didn't just... even,
2: I didn't even, they're bright enough that I couldn't even really tell. And I then
1: you on. wore them for Hanson Scotty to notice. <laughs> so I just wanted to know, you know what's what's with the glasses. I, I, I'm
2: glad that you're reading my mind the way you are, you know? I, I, well, you
1: sat in that chair. I, and, I could
2: and, wear those the whole show and not even know I had them on. Because you know how some, some sunglasses brighten everything up? And that's the way those are. They brighten the room, and so I didn't even realize I had them on. But the room being blue didn't tip you off, huh? No, it, because it, it brightens Because looking through
1: the sunglasses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jake, uh, one thing I gave up on a long time ago was looking cool. All right? I, I just wondered, did Gordon. Just, Although my daughter said they really like them.
1: Uh, they look very nice. I, I they, You know what these are?
2: The first Amazon purchase I've ever made. Wow. They're foldies. They're
1: called foldies. Okay. And they fold up. No, they're fine. It just, you don't often, I don't often see you stroll into the studio rocking shades. <laughs> Especially on, on a somewhat cloudy day. Uh, I'll try to, uh, I'll try to... Uh to wear them more often. I just wanted to know if there was a story or no, if no, you no. were proud of them. Maybe maybe they were a gift from somebody <laughs> no. or something. You, I just, you, you, you seemed like you wanted these, to be asked about no, your sunglasses.
2: No, these are my secondary sunglasses. My my frontline sunglasses are my Maui gyms that uh, I really, really like. Uh, but these, I just, I don't know, I was wearing them because they were new and I didn't, like I said, I could wear those at... Uh, Ten o'clock at night and not really
1: know a difference. I'm just saying I don't think you accidentally left them on. Oh, <laughs> are you are you fishing well, for a little nice sunglasses, guy? I don't know. That's why I'm asking.
2: I just forgot I had them on. They were on. I had my hands full. Oh, no, whatever. But you walked all the way up here through security. I couldn't and- even tell. It, it, it looks the same inside or out. It doesn't matter. Did
1: you notice this, Austin, or am I? Am I wasn't
2: I... here when he walked oh, in, so okay. I didn't see all it. Right. Here, let me. Here, I'll put them on for you, uh, since I'm trying to impress see, everybody. See, exactly. Well, let me get
3: my camera ready. Yeah, he uh, wants you see
2: to see him. him. I just, you know, now that you brought it up. Uh, here, wait a second. How's that?
1: Oh my gosh, it's Paul Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty went John Lennon. All Paul, right, yeah. Paul Schaefer also uh, a good reference.
2: Here, put those on. Let's see what you look like. Uh, never mind, forget it. We're we're uh, just getting ridiculous.
1: It's all—it's right, all right to be excited about your new sunglasses. I That's do. Fine.
3: I
2: have a follow-up.
3: I have a follow-up. No. You said it's your first Amazon purchase, like recently, for a long time ago, ever. Like you just bought these? Yeah, I bought them. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they came a couple days ago. So you have not made a purchase on Amazon until 2019 July ever. Wow. Ever. You may be the last person above. I don't know. Ten. To ever purchase something on Amazon.
2: I have purchased other things uh, over over the internet before, but never uh-huh. never from Amazon. Never I, I,
1: Yeah. I figured. Video subscriptions, that's <laughs> you <know>. of thing. <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> Sorry, no, I no. couldn't
2: resist it. But I needed my, my daughter's help to do it, so but she helped me. Okay. Uh-huh. You're you're proud of your new glasses. That's all right. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. They're nice. They look good. I, I couldn't care less what you or anyone else here thinks about my sunglasses. I, I, I
1: promise. You could have fooled me. That's all.
2: <laughs> Jake, see, that says more about you than it says about what me. What say about me? Because I'm, you're I, transposing your what you would think onto somebody else. I,
1: that thought didn't even cross my mind, and it's the first thing you thought of. Well, I take my sunglasses off <laughs> when I come indoors. I don't know about you, Austin, but, <laughs> you, you know, I, I remove them when I come inside. I believe, that's all. I can't
2: believe we're having this conversation. Actually, I can believe. We're having this conversation.
1: I just wish I had multiple pair
3: of sunglasses. That's impressive, too.
1: You just rolled into here like you were James Dean or something. <laughs> These I mean, are my just...
3: secondary sunglasses. Hey.
1: Yeah, secondary. <laughs> well, it's just a matter of time
2: for, you know, it, you buy sunglasses, sooner or later, you're going to scratch them, drop them, break them, lose them, you know. Wear them inside. Wear em in, yeah, wear them inside. <laughs> I can't believe that thought even crossed your mind. It says a lot about you, Jake Scott.
1: What do you mean? What does it say about me? That I'm observant? <laughs> no. That I notice when you're wearing sunglasses when you walk into Austin the studio? Austin knows
2: this. It, it does really bother me when other people tell me what I'm thinking when it's not what I'm thinking.
1: I'm not trying to tell you anything. I'm trying to interpret the, the signs that you're sending. <laughs> i you, out there. Listen to what I said. I didn't even realize I had them on. See, I don't know if I believe that, though. Oh, well, you can believe it or not, but that's the truth. Because <laughs> I wear sunglasses a lot, and I usually know, you know, when they're on. <laughs> yeah, but you got to admit,
2: some sunglasses are brighter than others. Some darken everything up, so if you walk inside, it's dark. But some are, I don't know, they filter the sun, but they, they kind of brighten things. Again, I'm, but I'm aware that I'm wearing them. Well, I, read, I, I wear reading glasses all the time, which, and forget that I have those on, which too. don't
1: have bright, shiny lenses <laughs> yeah they're they're clear, right right, they're clear. yeah, you know, like you you could confuse, I would guess, wearing those, sure. <laughs> Do you ever pantomime cleaning fake glasses like uh, Jerry Jones? Oh, I thought that was, Warren Hatch who did oh, that. was Orrin Hatch. Oh, it was Orrin Hatch. It was Hatch.
3: other other old. What do you
1: do? I missed that. That's uh, real. Oh, right. it's a great I did,
3: video. I, not to get political, I thought it was Jerry Jones.
2: Oh, no, no. What?
3: Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Orrin Hatch.
1: You know, I can see you <laughs> Jerry there. Jones
3: Hatch. had his son-in-law clean his
1: glasses. That's, that's right. What? Senator Hatch is retired now. I don't think you're getting over political there. Haven't you seen that video where he's he's sitting in chamber talking? like he's addressing uh-huh. everybody in congress and he takes off his glasses and wipes them with his shirt or something like that and then puts them back on but he's not wearing any glasses
2: uh wait so he 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 like is he grabs the glasses that do not exist takes them off cleans them with a, a pretend handkerchief and yes. then puts them back on correct did he blow on them like <sighs> And then clean them. Here, here. Can we get Warren Hatch on the show anymore? I don't I think mean, so. Remember when he came in and he told Dennis Lindsay the personnel moves he should
1: make? To yeah. sign the Jimmer? <laughs> here, hit hit play on that. There you go. I found the Where's your, I found where's the your video. play button? What do you mean, where's my play button?
3: It's the triangle that points right. I don't know. Just
1: click. Oh, okay.
2: Okay, so uh give you the play-by-play. Where is it? Oh, there he is. Oh, <laughs> He forgot there. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, wait. I've done something similar to that. That doesn't surprise me. No, you. no, you forget, you know, you, you it feels like they're on, but they're not. But do you go through the whole no, rigmarole motion? No, well, you could see he put his hands in the air like, oh, they don't, they're not there.
3: But why would you have to clean something that's not there? Like, you have to clean glasses
2: because you can't see through them. Right, right, but maybe that's just a force of habit. See, uh-huh. you know this, Austin, you wear glasses. It's,
1: you know, it's just force a habit dustin tweets and he says what gordon is trying to say uh is jake you are too cheap to know that these glasses make things brighter no that's not what i was trying to say but i mean if that's kind of I ju- I ju- well we noticed your new glasses gordon they're they're great they're very nice they fit your face very well and it's a good look for you <laughs> okay thank you yeah all right we have a lot to do today We're gonna mission talk- accomplished we're all gonna right. talk a lot of, <laughs> a lot of football I feel much better about myself now. I know you do. Now. You want us to know, notice the fancy car and the glasses. That's all right.
2: <laughs> See, again, that says a lot. You know the reason that I have the car I have is because yeah, I enjoy driving it, not I'm this close to getting rid of that car. I mean, I have <laughs> ah, had it Lord up not. to here. Don't let us influence that. No, you know what? I'm going to buy a POS. I am. I am. I am. I'm, I've reached. I'm this close. Don't
1: mention I have a any nice b- car. brand names. We advertise a, a lot of different cars on this show. Okay. Do you have more
3: cars or sunglasses? <laughs> uh huh.
1: Come on, you guys. I, that was Austin. You can't be mad at me for that one. I just Nothing noticed, further, Your Honor. I just noticed your new sunglasses. Austin's taking shots in there. <laughs> no, know. I'm presenting the truth. All right, uh, we're going to talk a lot of college football today. Camp's open. There's yes. uh, news certainly coming out of Utah camp. We'll talk about that coming up uh, right around the corner. David Locke is going to be on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, and we're hoping to check in at uh, Camp's. Throughout the five o'clock hour, and full bore now, man. Lot from of, now until January or February, if you count the NFL. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about college, and even further, if you count the AAF. Wait, how about the XFL? Does that start next year? I think so. No. Oh. All right, uh, let's get to it. It's time for the split story of the day.
0: Two guys, two topics. Two, two. two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Everything's been great. This is a great transaction. Um, luckily, I got a great group of guys, a great uh, group of coaches. It's a great university to fall in. Uh, got a lot of support from everybody, and I'm just glad to be here.
1: All right, split story of the day. It's brought to you by SoundSleep Medical. Do you snore at night? Are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? SoundSleep Medical can improve your life. Visit SoundSleepMedical.com. Manny Bowen, the transfer from Penn State, at linebacker for the University of Utah, did not report to camp yesterday and uh, is reportedly retiring from football. Gordon, that hurts the youth. Well, by the way, yeah, when you the timing of it isn't uh,
2: ideal. Uh, but if it's if if he's being sincere and he just doesn't have the heart for football anymore, then uh, then I, I get it. I guess uh, only he can speak for himself in that regard,
1: or as uh, as to what he was thinking. Yeah, it's it's tough to entirely judge these things because we don't know. I mean, we don't know what he's thinking. We don't know what he's going through. Don't know the circumstances of uh, of his personal life. I would guess. Utah isn't wild about the timing. No. That coaches are not wild about a no-show to the first day of camp. Well, he was being counted on as a contributor.
2: There's no doubt about that. And uh, so, so yeah, it hurts him as far as planning goes. But I I think the program is is big enough to be able to absorb a loss like that and to to move forward with it uh i I don't know what happened with him i don't know if he didn't feel comfortable at utah i don't know if he had a run-in with a coach I, i don't know whether he has a personal issue or whether he really just sick and tired of football and doesn't want to play anymore but uh something's obviously at at
1: play here and so he's done Next up likely will be Devin Lloyd, uh, but also Stanford transfer Sione Lund is listed behind Bowen uh, at that spot. Very highly recruited uh, prep athlete. The thing is, though, at that position, it hurts the Utes. I mean, if if this were, say, a defensive lineman, it certainly would be easier to replace. But right now, there were, you know, they're not replacing anybody from last year on the defensive line. They're replacing both of their stud linebackers. Oh, and they were good. And they were really good, mm-hmm. and a big part of that defense. And I think a lot of people looked at Manny. Manny Bowen and what he did do at Penn State and the caliber athlete that he was to to step in and not miss a beat. And we were talking, uh, I think it was uh, talking yesterday about are there holes that, that Utah has to worry about? We were talking about Kurt's article. And the linebacker position is one of those that you looked at and go, OK, well, there, there's some talent filling in, but we mm-hmm. haven't really seen it. Right. Francis Bernard looked good at times last year. Oh, he's had, good. But we haven't really seen it and, and those guys be the man. But you thought, OK, Manny Bowen coming from Penn State. You feel pretty good. Well, now that just becomes a bigger question mark because you, you don't know. And Utah's defense is good enough around it that, you know, they. I, I wouldn't be too worried about Utah's defense. But th- at this particular position, that hurts a little right. more Right, it others. does hurt because oftentimes that talented off
2: a defensive front, uh, you know, clogs everything up and then the linebackers clean it up from there. We saw the impact. Cody Barton last year,
1: did his performance not surprise you a little? He was so freaking good. Surprised me a lot, actually, because if you looked at his first couple of years at Utah, two, three years, he was he was the, the try-hard guy, but you worried about his talent, and I saw all of a sudden a, he's all conference. I saw
0: a
2: video of him in an NFL camp. It was the Seahawks, I think.
1: Yep. And he, he made a great play
2: that someone had recorded and posted uh, in camp there. So, I mean, yeah, but obviously – those guys uh, were, were, were really important to the uh, Utah defense because they do clean things up back there. And so they have to be, as the saying goes, assignment sound and uh, take care of the business.
1: Uh, but I have a sneaking suspicion that the Utes will be able to figure it out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this isn't a loss that takes them from a great defense to a good defense. Right. But it, it does throw up a little bit more of a question mark at a spot where we weren't sure to begin with right. so we'll we'll see how they respond so, we'll see how these uh, other guys fill in but you know Kyle Whittingham says all in or in the way that's a big thing for him and if he wasn't all in he had to get out of the way so well yeah that's a good point
2: if that's what the saying is up there, if that's what the mantra is the motto then yeah get out yeah so he's getting out of the way so be it. You know, but uh, I. It, what position groups do you think are the biggest questions? Obviously this team has a lot of preseason hype a lot of hope from the fan base so right now it seems like the questions if there are any are about the offensive line, the receivers and now the linebacker. Yep, I, w- I would totally
1: agree and those, are second- pretty,
2: those are pretty important uh, areas to uh, make but they
1: have talent in the program.
2: I, I believe
1: that. And You know, the secondary is rock solid. The front line uh, on defense is going to be terrific. Running back... No problem. Upperclassman at quarterback. Uh, I think you've got some tight ends with some potential at Utah. It's those positions that you you point at. And I I have faith that C- Coach Harding, I think, does a really good job. And I think that Utah's line is going to be OK. Maybe not one of, more, uh, of Utah's most dominant lines in recent memory, but I think they're going to be fine. Linebackers, mm, a little bit more questioning today, but I'm with you. I think Francis Bernard is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And Utah has been making average linebackers look good for years because of the reasons that you're talking about with the d-line so and you're right that's been going on for a long long time and i'm not saying you
2: said average kind of disparagingly uh but uh, i've seen linebackers for the utes who performed at what seemed to be a higher level than what their talent level was yeah that's all i'm saying yeah
1: and that's going back 20 years i didn't mean to disparage anybody I think you know what I'm getting at, though. Right. We can think of a lot of examples. Well, right and that's down, really
2: kind of a compliment, actually. If you play above what people might expect you to do, then then you're doing something right and the coaches are doing something right. Well,
1: look at uh, look at somebody like Gianni Paul, who was a good player. Yeah. He, he was recruited by Miami, but he was a little bit on the undersized, mm-hmm. a little bit undersized and hurt, by the way, most of his time at Utah. And he was a bona fide candidate to be all-conference defensive player of the year. In fact, a lot of people out there think he got robbed. So that's that's all I'm I'm saying is maybe good good players look great, average players look good. You know, it it makes them look better because a lot of that work is funneled to them because of the great play in the the defensive line. That's for sure. So yeah, I you,
2: concur with that completely.
1: So you worry about that a little bit less. I I'm totally concerned about the receivers. I mean, I think Britton Covey's going to be fine, but I don't. That position group hadn't been right for a while now, and I'll believe that when I when I see it.
2: But. Yeah, I guess that's when we're looking at it. But the guys who are there are pretty I, – I think they're talented. They get good – there's some speed there. I mean, I I, I think they're going to be all right. Yeah, but the
1: thing with Utah receivers recently has been – They're not the best in the country? Is that what you're saying? Well, like the here, way, uh, they're, they're, they're flawed. Because if they weren't flawed, they'd be playing somewhere else. So you, because wait a if minute, you, wait a minute. What? What does?
2: Back up. You think because if you're a receiver and you come
1: to Utah, then that's a dubious label. No, I think that it's not their strong point in recruiting. At times it, they, they've they've been good, but lately, I'm talking about. Uh, look at uh, Drez Anderson. Man, that guy was a burner, and he had the body. He just wasn't consistent. Flippers song. I mean, he 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 was dropsy dreads a little bit. You know what I am talking about. He had a couple of unfortunate drops. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to pick on guys per se, but I mean, Kenneth Scott had the had the frame and the size, and he really could catch. uh, But sometimes he had trouble with separation. Right. I mean, it's just it's it's one of those things where they they haven't found a complete stud at receiver, except for Darren Carrington, who brought another type of baggage. Right. But you hear talk from people that say Brian Thompson
2: could be really, really good. Um, I, I don't, I don't know about tamari Simpkins. I'm not quite sure. But I do know that guys can advance from season to season. You know, once they get a little, once they get a little experience, once they get a little savvy, then they can burst on the scene. And there is always Britton Covey too, who is
1: uh, a proven receiver when when he's healthy for sure. Yeah. But I, I think they need to evolve Britain's role a little bit, too. Maybe not rely on him quite so much right. so he gets hit so much. Uh, yeah. He's just not the type of player. He's not your number number one wide receiver for the he's reasons really, that we're He's really, really good, good, though. He is really good. Mm-hmm. But they need something else. And they've needed that something else for a while. And uh, I think they have the potential to be playmakers, though. You know, some guys
2: just don't even have that potential. Okay. I hear you. I'll leave it at that because there's really nothing to back it up. I can't point at anything and say, see, here's the evidence. We're waiting to see it. Yeah.
1: But I just feel – haven't we been waiting for a while now?
2: Yeah, I suppose so. But I really think that Tyler Huntley is going to be good this year. That'll help. I think he's going to make good decisions. I think he's going to put the ball where it needs to go. And, uh, you know, I mean, maybe that's a leap of faith too, but I I think he he could really be good now that he – He's uh, immersed in what they want to get accomplished. And, you know, people say, well, Andy Ludwig's new, and uh, he's new, but he's old. He's new to Tyler Huntley, but I, I I, think it's not going to be that much different.
1: All right, we'll get to Gordon's column coming up next. He has one out, sltrib.com, talking about the Utah basketball program. And uh, I don't know, Gordon, an alarming pattern. How should we describe that? Where'd everybody go? We'll get to it coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This is DJ and PK.
1: Jerk Facer, Utah Utes beat rider
3: for
0: the Deseret News. They can change coordinators all they want. Until I see them actually have an effective and explosive passing game, I'm going to have my doubts. Do you think this year will be better?
3: I guess I'd start off with, could it be worse? I mean, it does have to be better. And there's some guys that seem to have the potential to do it, but 30 catches in 13 games isn't necessarily
2: going to get it done. So they need some guys to step up other than Britton Covey, and especially if Covey is going to take a couple weeks to get completely healthy. I agree with you, PK. They need to be able to throw the football.
0: Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 975-1280 the Zone, and the Zone Sports Network. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on the Big Show. Ticket on 975-1280 the Zone, and the Zone Sports Network. 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 I try so hard, they seem to get away from misery, man I try so hard, I'll always be a victim of these streets, it ain't my fault cause I try to get away but trouble follows me and still I try so hard. But one day you come and rescue me, but until then then, I'll be posting up right here in sneakers, so until
1: then then, Band of the day today, right here Kyle, I'm proud of you Bone Thugs in Harmony, selected by Gordon. Brought to by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. You're, this is taking me back to like seventh grade, and I'm feeling <laughs> well, good about going it. way back. I'm feeling good about it. Uh, good. Well, I'm glad I can help you feel better. Cleveland's finest rap group. Bone Thugs. Funny when I
2: when I hear this kind of music, it makes me laugh. Uh, Frankie Valley was in is in town um, a guy that you respect on the fan. he uh, he uh, performed over at Maverick Center over there and uh, he, he started playing some some rap music you know it's not exactly his genre uh-huh. and then he stopped and he said how do you how do you fall in love to that <laughs> <laughs> well, well I don't know maybe maybe uh, maybe some can I don't know
1: if that's the Feelings The idea that, that behind do, it To inspire Yeah <laughs> Exactly Whereas Frankie You know It's probably what he's all about Bone Thugs and Harmony Good job Gordon Any, Anything specific Bring that to mind Because you, you really were on it During the break And then Austin and I Jumped on board Austin says we need a band Bam You went right to the Bone Thugs Well I, I went to my
2: my The list of artists uh-huh. On my phone And uh, I think I have a song uh, Or two by Bone Thugs in Harmony Okay so I saw the name I said why not
1: I knew a dude in high school that had his alarm, you know, that to uh, play music when he woke up. And every morning he woke up to that Wake Up Wake Up" Bone Thug song. <laughs> and it was on his phone? Well, this uh, was kind of pre that type of phone, but somehow he oh. set it up to do that. Mm. A CD player or something, I don't know.
2: It's the first rap group you ever heard that you'll remember. First rap group I ever yeah. heard? Mm-hmm. Not in person, but, I mean, with the music where it registered with you.
1: I don't know. It's I had some friends in uh, late elementary school that were into NWA, I guess. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Wasn't Ice Cube in that group? He was. Yeah.
2: You? I don't know. I, I'm asking you a question I don't really have an answer for. But I do remember buying, and you're going to laugh at this because it's kind of, is it really rap? It's kind of soft rap what? or whatever PM Dawn
1: oh, yeah, I don't know
2: if I would say that that's rap. That's not rap, is it? No. What, what is that?
1: I don't know. R&B Is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Bone Thugs in Harmony today Good job, Gordon <laughs> All right, we talk about all things here on The Big Show. We do, including Gordon's column, which is up at sltrib.com. Gordon, you decided to write about Utah basketball today.
2: I did. uh, That's been in the news this week uh, with players leaving the program, additional players leaving, and we found out where Donnie Tillman was going to go play at UNLV. And so it's, yeah, so it was on my mind, and I was looking through it, trying to decide what the heck's going on. Uh That Gaskin kid uh, tra- entered the, the transfer portal this week, and uh, so he's g- going to be gone as well. That's six players since November that Utah has lost. Seems That's like a scholarship lot. players, right? And it's at least I could I counted up sixteen. There might be more, but sixteen in the last four years. Mm. So you know, I mean, people talk about transfers these days. It's happening more frequently and whatnot. And I looked up in the NCAA statistics in the last year. What sport do you think had the most transfers?
1: Well, total or
2: percentage? Total. total. Well, football because way more. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, per, to, I mean, percentage of, of
1: total sports. Okay, all right. I would guess college basketball.
2: Yeah, it was twenty nine point twenty nine point one percent. But that includes kids who were going to JC and then transferring to four-year schools and that's that's something that is a progression that you hope takes place it was uh, from a four-year school to a four-year school it's 14% hmm. and so it does happen but at Utah under Kraskoviak man this is something that's uh, uh, coming in bulk right now and there are all kinds of reasons for these things uh, you know every player has a different reason for it and so I, I would imagine maybe that uh, that Larry has uh, some explanations for individual cases. But when you count them all up, that's a lot. That's a lot. And I put in a call to Larry Koskoviak to talk to him. And he's on vacation with his family. And uh, the, the, certain uh, entities could not reach him. But I wrote this column. It was a little bit. It asked questions. It asked pointed questions. You read it, Jake. I did. I thought it was good. It wasn't meant to condemn or anything like that, but it was to raise questions that I think youth fans are asking. I think everyone's asking these questions right now. And so, what I'm hoping happens, and I don't know if it will, but when Larry has the occasion to talk about it, I'd, I'd like to. And it's not his favorite subject, that's for sure. But I would like to. Provide a forum for him to answer the
1: questions that fans are asking. I'm trying to get used to the new day and age of college basketball, where the, there are so many transfers and really uh, college sports altogether. Just to kind of be able to judge these types of questions for myself, because that does seem like a lot. But I was, I was kind of processing your column. I was kind of thinking on how to take this to the to the discussion, maybe to the next level or add to it. What, what do you think? The Utah basketball program isn't now where I think it should be. Yeah. You base it on history and those sorts of things. I think there's more for for Utah basketball to give. So I'm kinda asking why. Is transfers the reason why? And the the conclusion I'm I'm kinda coming to, Gordon, is where are Utah's NBA players? Why can't they get players, NBA caliber players? Onto this roster, and then what do you do with those NBA caliber players once you get them? And and Kyle Kuzma, I realize played under Larry right at Utah. Pirtle. So when they had DeLon Wright and Purtle, Utah basketball was where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. There's no complaints. Go to the Sweet 16 with that crew. That's a that's a good run. You had two NBA players. You get that far. Good on you. That's what you should be doing with with that type of talent. Kuzma. I mean, that's kind of a mystery, isn't it, And he wasn't, he wasn't more effective? He's turned out to be a baller, and they didn't get to – but point being, he needs to dial up recruiting. Do we care that much if a bunch of role players transfer? Does it really matter that much? Where's the top-end talent that's going to take Utah where they need to go? L- look back to uh, Rick Majeris's teams, and there was, what, two, three, four guys, NBA guys at a time on those teams? Nah, that's a bit of a stretch, but... On their on their finals team in the year before? Well, I don't they, think had, so.
2: they had some terrific players. Obviously, Andre Miller and... Keith Van, and
1: Horn, Keith Horn, Van Mike, Horn, Mike course, Mike Doliak, yeah. Britton Johnson, yeah. Hanno Medela. Yeah. All those guys went to the league. And I'm not even saying you have to be a 10-year... that was the best team in youth in history, I think. Fair and enough, but then you look to, you know... Look at the later years with Majerus. Uh, Bogut uh, ended up going to the NBA. And then Pirtle and, and Wright are certainly good examples. So where where is that talent that Utah's been able to get in the past that Larry lately has not been able to get? He's well, got to get there, NBA
2: guys. There are uh, certain answers to that that uh, may or may not be correct. At least they're candidates to be answers. Uh, at a program like Utah, you—it's an established program, it's a proud program. You think they'd be able to get certain players in there that would get them to the Sweet Sixteen, get them like you were talking about to a certain level. But times have changed now, and Larry's kind of an old school guy, and he's sort of a no nonsense guy, and he can be—he uh, can be rough around the edges. There's no doubt about that, and that's not for everybody. And and sometimes it's not for players who think that they're going to be okay with it, but they're not. I I think Larry needs to change it up a little bit. I think he needs to to change with the times. But when a player comes in and there're all kinds of reasons i mean a guy might come in and might not like larry so he decides ah, i don't like this guy he might come in and not be getting the opportunity he thinks he deserves he might come in and have a personal reason to you know a sick mom or something he wants to be near there are all kinds of different reasons but but the the things about attitude and athleticism that's where larry as the head coach who's making well in excess of $3 million a year, that's where he needs to be able to read and recognize the situation, find the talented players who can be top-level type players, judge accordingly, and recruit those guys. And if you fail to get those guys, then you can't get them. Okay, then then you failed in that regard. But the attitude and all that, it's tough. I know that. But you've got to be able to – to understand who the players are that you're recruiting. And if a guy doesn't can't withstand a certain toughness factor or a harsh coach, then he shouldn't play for Larry. He should go somewhere else. And so that's something that Larry needs to recognize in the recruiting process.
1: I, I agree with all of that 100%. I, I agree. And, and the problems are his, and he needs to, to fix them. But was Donnie Tillman taking them where they want to go? Uh Didn't he have that game where he had like 31 32 points? He was very he was inconsistent. He's a nice player, but was he getting them to where they want to go? Is he getting them to his? is he taking them to a sweet 16? Well, that's the thing about coaching in 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 college, it's up to the coach to get the kind of recruits that will take you where you want to go. Right, but if you lose recruits who aren't getting you there,
2: then you've it made does mistakes. it really matter. <laughs> well, you got to pick the right athletes. You got to pick the right attitude. I agree with that,
1: one hundred percent. And that's uh, that responsibility falls at his feet. But I don't know if any of these guys were the right athlete. I mean, Jace Johnson was a nice player, and and that one probably hurts a little bit. But I mean, may not have been as quite as good as he thought he was. Right. I mean, were any of these guys that he lost guys are, were any of them DeWan Right? I don't think so. I don't either. We're from Jakob
2: So when you are one of the highest paid coaches around, is it now incumbent upon you to get these guys? Because you're being paid as though you can.
1: Uh, how tolerant is my school with me cheating? <laughs>
2: Good question. How,
1: how liberal are they with the, so the it, rules? So
2: it comes back around to in order to win, you have to
1: cheat. I I don't know about have to, but he's got to find a way to get NBA players into his program. When See, Utah has is, NBA players, this, they, they, they're they really good. When they don't, the they com- struggle. This
2: is where the conversation goes haywire. Yep. Because what are we supposed to do? Hey, Larry, you're not getting the players you should. And Larry's over there, well, I don't have the budget for
1: it. I'm not willing to compromise to, to, to get that. If that's
2: what's holding him back, then I have no problem with him being held back. What I do have a problem with maybe is the fact that he's making $3.5 million a year. Because the fan doesn't care if you're – I mean, I don't think the fan care. All they care about is winning, baby. That's what they care about. And But if that is the case, if you have to cheat to win in college basketball, then what the hell are we doing with this whole thing?
1: I think that's a question a lot of us have been asking ourselves. Yeah. So i I thought your I thought your column was really good, and it's something that I think Larry himself has to has to maybe look internally to identify better with players or whatever he's got to do. But they got to get some top end talent up there on the hill. You
2: think yeah. I should have included a line about cheating? I didn't get into that. Well, do you have to
1: cheat to win? That's something I really didn't consider in this. Well, I I when reading your column, I was in, I I'm just thinking to myself, why isn't Utah basketball where we expect it to be? And I don't know if the Especially reason Especially
2: since it was there not uh, a while not ago. Not that long ago. And it's not there now.
1: And I don't know in my mind the reason is and he's chasing off a bunch of average players. In my mind the reason is he hasn't been able to land the good ones. And the ones he does land, Kyle Kuzma, he didn't really not do much with.
2: into what they should be. So, but you can point the finger back at Larry in all those scenarios, correct? Yeah, 100%. The one thing you can't point the finger at him in any disparaging way would be if he has to cheat to win.
1: Well, the program isn't on probation, there's no open N- N- NCAA investigation. Was there what happened with the Kuzma thing? Wasn't there something there? Yeah, but the university wasn't involved. The, I was an agent, it was an agent. Well, actually, I think it was a runner, but yeah.
2: Yeah, we get it. It's
1: the way it is. And I don't know who knew about what, but I don't think Utah themselves was implicated. All right, uh, we want to remind you about our friends at Homey. Join Scotty Enhanced Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, July 16th. No, oh, that, that can't be. <laughs> at Homey, 103.55 <laughs> South, Jordan, Sometime away. in August, probably. <laughs> Oops. Uh, if no, you missed it, there's another
3: one coming up. We'll I, tell
1: you later. I really should have pre-read that. Again, that's that's on me. I apologize. Well, if it happened in July, it'll happen mm-hmm. in August. It should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, Homie.com. We love the good folks over there at Homie. They do a great job. More next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 the Zone.
0: This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
1: We're talking about things that you used to love and you're no longer doing.
3: I've rekindled a relationship. Growing up, I loved going golfing. And then eventually, I completely fell out of love with golfing. But recently, I got back into it. Oh, did you? Like, I shouldn't close doors to old relationships. What? So what golf, like, reached out to you on Facebook randomly?
0: or? <laughs> well, we're still
3: friends. See- just because we don't see each other all the time doesn't mean I don't care about her golf. Doesn't mean I don't hope that she golf has a good life. Let's mm-hmm. just do lunch every now and again, huh? I mean, if we're both free. What does baseball think about this? I still love baseball. I'll always be there for baseball. Our timeline just does not match up. Yeah.
0: Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Check this out. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: David Locke coming up next. Top of the four o'clock hour. We're running a little bit behind. Can I, can I respond to this smart guy, though, on Twitter? Yeah, go ahead. Um... We were talking about Utah basketball. Uh, Gordon, you wrote a, a column about the transfers and it being an issue, and we talked about overall issues with Utah basketball. And Ben says, per Jake Scott, the cure for what troubles Ute hoops is to get more NBA guys. Tune in to 1280 The Zone for more hard-hitting analysis. <laughs> I'm sorry if that opinion's not controversial enough for you, Ben. And I do appreciate you interacting with the show. Feel free to do so anytime. Well, it, I, I got to admit, I did laugh. But I, he's I'm, saying it's obvious,
2: and but... but. Because it's obvious, you you stated it right. I, the recruiting
1: needs to be better. Is that a, is that a different way to put it? Is that less obvious that, <laughs> that they need to recruit better players? No, I think that is pretty clear. And that's something that's really important in college sports: recruiting good mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's all I was I was getting at. And you know, when you have players that get drafted by the league, it's usually a pretty good indication that you have good players wow so i know i'm not reinventing the wheel with that opinion i realized <laughs> oh that ben love, i realized that i do think it's a problem that's it i'm glad you that's continue it. to clarify that I point just, that's know? all that's that is, all i wanted to do it's
2: interesting man when we talk about things sometimes how thin-skinned certain fans are and this is certainly true when I write about them. You know, uh, it's it's like because you are bringing up a point about either Utah or BYU, if there's any kind of observation in there that something isn't the way in the best in the best situation, it's in the best shape. Then suddenly, you know, you're a freaking Cougar, or you're a freaking Ute, or a freaking Lobo, or an idiot. <laughs> An idiot who says things that are obvious.
1: <laughs> Go Lobos! <laughs> I know that that's obvious, Ben. I'm sorry. I, I realize that. It's, it's that's funny. Obvious.
2: You know, one thing I've noticed is the better a program gets in one area or another, the greater pride that a fan base takes in uh, a college's athletics, the more thin skin they get. Remember when everyone used to say BYU fans were so thin-skinned? Uh-huh. Well, they haven't been as thin-skinned lately because there's nothing really to have thin skin about, right? right? So so now I guess it's a lot of Utah fans' turn to uh, to get upset about it. And I don't lump everybody together because I think there are really great fans up at the U, great fans at Utah State, great fans at BYU. But it's it's funny how that uh, you hear more from folks. Well, Utah basketball
1: hasn't been good in a while. So well, Utah yeah, not...
2: Utah's turned into a football school. It seems that way. I would agree with you. It that. is a football school, and there was a time when no one would have believed you'd ever be able to say that.
1: All right. We want to remind you about our friends at Homie, buying or selling a home. Uh, Homie will get you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homey.com. David Locke joins us next, 97.5 and 1280
0: of The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you
3: want. From the Mercury News, John Wilner. I think all of us were fairly confident that Utah would be picked to win the South Division. I was a little surprised that they were picked to win
0: the entire thing. You know, I was one of those who picked them to win the whole thing. If you think Utah's a heavy favorite in the South, then it's just one game for that Pac-12 championship against the North winner. And I've picked them to beat Oregon. I just, it'll be a good matchup for them. You know, they can take away Oregon's strengths on the the offensive line and with Justin Herbert but that's really what it came down to to me is okay Utah's clear pick in the south Can they win that one game and the, the experience from last year I think will, will help them considerably if they get to Levi Stadium catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 975 1280 the zone and the zone sports Network.